Segment 2, Act 1, Death of a Salesman. Why don't you open a window in here, for God's sake? Linda, with infinite patience. They're all open, dear. The way they boxed us in here. Bricks and windows, windows and bricks. We should have bought the land next door. The street is lined with cars. There's not a breath of fresh air in this neighborhood. The grass don't grow anymore. You can't raise a carrot in the backyard. They should have had a law against apartment houses. Remember those two beautiful elm trees out there when I and Biff hung the swing between them? Yeah, like being a million miles from the city. They should have arrested the builder for cutting those down. They massacred the neighborhood. Lost. More and more, I think of those days, Linda. The time of year it was, lilac and wisteria. And then the peonies would come out, and the daffodils. What fragrance in this room. Well, after all, people had to move somewhere. No, there's more people now. I don't think there's more people. I think there's more people. That's what's ruined in this country. Population is getting out of control. The competition is maddening. Smell the stink from that apartment house. And another one on the other side. How can they whip cheese? Now, as he speaks, a brightness is gradually illuminating the boy's room, which is the room raised six feet above the kitchen. First Biff, the older son, then Happy, sit up slowly in their beds as though they had been awakened by Willie's voice. They listen. Go down, try it, and be quiet. Willie, turning to Linda, guiltily, You're not worried about me, are you, sweetheart? What's the matter? Listen. You've got too much on the ball to worry about. You're my foundation and my support, Linda. Just try to relax, dear. You make mountains out of mohills. I won't fight with him anymore. If he wants to go back to Texas, let him go. He'll find his way. Sure, certain men just don't get started till later in life, like Thomas Edison, I think, or B.F. Goodrich. One of them was deaf. He starts for the bedroom doorway. I'll put my money on Biff. If it's, and Willie, if it's warm Sunday, we'll drive in the country, and we'll open the windshield and take lunch. No, the windshield doesn't open on the new cars. But you opened it today. Me? I didn't. Now, isn't that peculiar? Isn't that a remarkable? He breaks off in amazement and fright as the flute is heard distantly. What, darling? That is the most remarkable thing. What, dear? I was thinking of the Chevy. 1928. When I had that red Chevy. That funny. I could have sworn I was driving that Chevy today. Well, that's nothing. Something must have reminded you. Remarkable. Remember those days, the way Biff used to simonize that car? The dealer used to believe there was 80,000... What? The dealer refused to believe there was 80,000 miles on it. He shakes his head. Eh? Close your eyes. I'll be right up. He walks out of the bedroom. Jesus, maybe he smashed up the car again. 
Be careful on the stairs, dear. The cheese is on the middle shelf. She turns, goes over to the bed, takes his jacket, and goes out of the bedroom. Unseen within the house, Willie is heard talking to himself. 80,000 miles. And a little private laugh. Meanwhile, in the boys' room, where the light has become full, Biff gets out of bed, comes toward us, and stands at the edge of the room where it overhangs the kitchen. He listens attentively, trying to pick up what William is saying. Biff is two years older than his brother, happy, a well-built young man of thirty-four. But he has the air of one sometimes finds in athletes who have outlived their moment of glory, the air of mystification or frayed self-assurance, even of shame. Of course, for Biff, the stands have long since been empty, but he has never been quite able to catch up with the crowd that once was there for him. Like his father, Biff has many dreams, driving, strong, imperative dreams that one day have sent him forth like an eagle across mountains, and the next have withered his hope and left him fearful and terribly lonely. His brother, Happy, is also tall and powerfully made, and for him, too, life is not merely what it is, but what it ought to be and must be. There are strivers, both, but Happy has succeeded more, and as troubled and improper as his yearnings may be, there are much more acceptable to society than Biff's because they are less heroic. Sexuality is like a visible color on Happy, or like a scent that many women, despite themselves, have discovered. Like his brother, he is lost, but in a different way, for he has never allowed himself to turn his face toward total defeat. Thus, paradoxically, he is more confused about himself, more hard-skinned, although seemingly more content. Now Happy, seeing Biff out of bed, gets out himself and begins to talk to Biff and he talks to himself as though he loves it, and yet everything he says is tentative, as though in his mind he were still the second in importance and Biff the authority. Two, he has succeeded, and Biff, who flowered so early, has not, and Happy is eager, therefore, to defer to him, even guiltily so. There is, in short, love between them. Happy. He's going to get his license taken away if he keeps that up. I'm getting nervous about him, you know, Biff. His eyes are going. No, I've driven with him. He sees all right. He just doesn't keep his mind on it. I drove into the city with him last week. He stops at a green light and then he turns, it turns red and he goes. Maybe he's colorblind. Pop? Why, well, he's got the finest eye for color in the business. You know that. Biff, sitting down on his bed. I'm going to sleep. You're not still sour on Dad, are you, Biff? He's all right, I guess. Willie, underneath them, in the living room. Yes, sir, 80,000 miles. 82,000. You smoking? Happy, holding out a pack of cigarettes. Want one? Biff, taking a cigarette. I can never sleep when I smell it. What a simonizing job, huh? Happy with deeper sen sentiment. Funny, Biff, you know, us sleeping here again. The old beds. He pats his bed affectionately. All the talk that went across those two beds, huh? Our whole lives. Yeah, 
a lot of dreams and plans. Happy with a deep and masculine laugh. About 500 women would like to know what was said in this room. They share a soft laugh. Remember that big Betsy something? What the hell was her name? Over on Bushwick Avenue? With the collie dog? That's the one. I got you in there, remember? Yeah. That was my first time, I think. Boy, there was a pig. <laughs> you taught me everything I know about women. Don't forget that. I bet you forgot how bashful you used to be, especially with girls. Oh, I still am, Biff. Oh, go on. I just control it, that's all. I think I got less bashful, and you got more so. What happened, Biff? Where's the old humor, the old confidence? He shakes Biff's knee. Biff gets up and moves restlessly about the room. What's the matter? Why does Dad mock me all the time? He's not mocking you. He, Everything I say, there's a twist of mockery on his face. I can't get near him. He just wants to make good, that's all. I wanted to talk to you about Dad for a long time, Biff. Something's happening to him. He, he talks to himself. I noticed that this morning. But he always mumbled. But not so, so noticeable. It got so embarrassing. I sent him to Florida. And you know something? Most of the time, he's talking to you. What's he say about me? I can't make it out. What's he say about me? Biff, with enthusiasm, listen. Why don't you come out? Come out with me. We'll go west. You and I, hey? Sure. Maybe we could buy a ranch, raise cattle, use our muscles. Numb built like we are should be working out in the open. The Lohman brothers, eh? Biff with vast affection. Sure, we'd be known all over the counties. Happy and thralled. That's what I dream about, Biff. Sometimes I want to just rip my clothes off in the middle of the store and outbox that goddamn merchandise manager. I mean, I can outbox, outrun, outlift anybody in that store. And I have to take orders from those common petty sons of bitches till I can't stand it no more. I'm telling you, kid, if you were with me, I'd be happy out there. See, Biff, everybody around me is so false that I const I'm constantly lowering my ideals. Baby, together we'd stand up for one another. We'd have someone to trust. If I were around you, half the trouble is, we weren't brought up to grub for money. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, neither can I. Then let's go. The only thing is, what can you make out there? But look at your friend. Builds an estate and then hasn't the peace of mind to live in it. Yeah, but when he walks into the store and he waves part, the waves part in front of him, that's $52,000 a year coming through the revolving door, and I got more in my pinky finger than he's got in his head. Yeah, but you just said, I gotta show some of those pompous, self-important executives over there that Hap Loman can make the grade. I want to walk into the store the way he walks in. Then I'll go with you, Biff. We'll be together yet, I swear. But take those two... We had tonight. Now, weren't they gorgeous creatures? Yeah, yeah. 
most gorgeous I've had in years. I get that anytime I want, Biff, whenever I feel disgusted. The only trouble is it gets like bowling or something. I just keep knocking them over, and it doesn't mean anything. You still run around a lot? Nah. I like to find a girl, steady, somebody with substance. That's what I long for. Go on. You'd never come home. I would. Somebody with character, with resistance, like Mom, you know. You're going to call me a bastard when I tell you this. That girl, Charlotte, I was with tonight is engaged to be married in five weeks. He tries on his new hat. No kidding. Sure. The guy's in line for the vice presidency of the store. I don't know what gets into me, but maybe I just have an overdeveloped sense of competition or something. But I went and ruined her. And furthermore, I can't get rid of her. And he's the third executive done that too. Isn't that a crummy characteristic? And to top it all, I go to their weddings. Like I'm not supposed to take bribes? Manufacturers offer me a $100 bill now, and then to throw an order their way? You know how honest I am. But it's like this girl, see? I hate myself for it, because I don't want the girl, and still, I take it, and I love it. Let's go to sleep. I guess we didn't settle anything, hey? I just got one idea that I think I'm going to try. What's that? Remember Bill Oliver? Sure, Oliver's very big now. You want to work for him again? No, but when I quit, he said something to me. He put his arm on my shoulder and he said, Biff, if you ever need anything, come to me. I remember that. That sounds good. I think I'll go to see him. If I could get 10000 or even seven or 8000 Dollars, I could buy a beautiful ranch. I bet he'd back you, because he thought highly of you, Biff. I mean, they all do. You're well liked, Biff. That's why I say to come back here, and we both have the apartment. And I'm telling you, Biff, any babe you want. Now, with a ranch, I could do the work I like and still be something. I just wonder, though, I wonder if all this. Oliver still thinks I stole that carton of basketballs. Oh, he probably forgot that long ago. It's almost ten years. You're too sensitive. Anyway, he didn't really fire you. Well, I think he was going to. I think that's why I quit. I was never sure whether he knew or not. I know he thought the world of me, though. I was the only one he'd let lock up the place. Willie Below. You gonna wash the machine, Biff? And the engine? Shh. Biff looks at Happy, who's gazing down at the floor, listening. Willie, unseen, is mumbling in the parlor. You hear that? They listen. Willie is heard laughing. Biff, growing angry. Doesn't he know Mom can hear that? Willie, unseen. Don't get your sweater dirty, Biff. A look of pain crosses Biff's face. Isn't that terrible? Don't leave again, will you? You'll find a job here. you got to stick around. I don't know what to do about him. It's getting embarrassing. Willie, unseen. What a simonizing job. Mom's hearing you. 
Willie unseen. No kidding, Biff? You got a date? Wonderful. Go to sleep, but talk to him in the morning, will you? Biff, reluctantly getting into bed. With her in the house? Brother. Happy getting into bed. I wish you'd have a good talk with him. The light in their room begins to fade. Biff to himself in bed. That selfish, stupid, happy. Shh. Sleep, Biff.